All right, we are continuing with the series, the Lightbody Academy Q&A panel chats. We have the Lightbody Academy facilitator team here today. We have Ray Ellen, our resident esoteric astrologer, Stacey Hernandez, our resident multidimensional energy tracker and spiritual coach, Laura Lehman, our resident EXO species ambassador, and Christina Schwinn, Lightbody Academy founder and consciousness acceleration expert. So they will be answering a few common questions that some of you way showers may be asking yourself. So if you're curious about leading your life in a multi-dimensional way, you're watching the right video. And as the team tackles every question, feel free to comment below with your questions or experiences you've been having. So today we're going to cover a pretty big topic, um, dark night of the soul which is pretty intense right now. So let's get us started. What is the dark night of the soul? How does it look like? Who wants to answer first? <laughs> Go ahead, guys. <laughs> I would say, Christina, you start because you, you, really, you had a very yes. like de defined definition that was like, that really helped. Okay. So what is it? What does the dark night of the soul mean? Right. So for people who have been on the spiritual path, it's that moment of crisis of faith, like everything you've ever believed in, you invested yourself in, you've, you've walked all of a sudden gets revealed as either a lie or a major betrayal. It's like the rug gets pulled out from underneath you and you have no idea where to turn, where to go. You can't trust yourself. I mean, there's this massive crisis within within yourself and then it's a matter of uh getting yourself out of that how do you you reemerge after the dark night of the soul well essentially um, everybody went through it this past since 2020 basically yes i would say on a global level most humans that are um, paying attention to themselves have probably had some some level of that i think the depth of which it goes really depends on each individual like uh, dear sister Stacy was talking about the intensity levels are different for for each of us like the kind of the kind of uh things that need to happen for me to get to that level of crisis are different than the depths that of what needs to happen for other people to get that to that level of crisis you know and unfortunately but fortunately you know the more work you do on yourself and the more sovereignty you have the 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 more intensity it requires to get you to those dark 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 places you know um for me though i realized that when it needs to be that intense it's a cue of this is really important this is really important what i'm going through and to pay attention so that's not necessarily where people begin but this is after you know you've had a few <laughs> a few life destructions <laughs> you know um it starts to change your relationship to death and dying and change your relationship to the things that you thought were important or the things that you just knew were true you know and this is why i can hold truth pretty lightly in a lot of ways until i don't of course because there's certain things that i'm just pretty solid on about you know well, you guys listen to the chats, you know, uh, you know, so, um, yeah, that's my, that's the, the, the quick version of dark night of the soul. I don't know if you guys want to add anything onto that. I know for me, I found that often it can connect to an event or a situation in, in my life. Like it could be a crisis or a certain trauma that comes up or a physical body shut down, 
that then, you know, like I, I've seen it happen in different ways for mm-hmm. me. Like one, it was like my, my daughter was on her deathbed, right? Like she almost died and, you know, down on my knees, begging, whatever was out there, you know, at the time I was, you know, just like trying to figure out, you know, what everything kind of shifted after that. Right. When, when my, my daughter was born and she, she died, almost died on her second day of birth. So there, there's like a kind of that type of experience. And then there, I notice that it also has come up when my body physically shuts down because I can't just, my ego just can't do it anymore. Like I have, my body has to shut down because I can't live in the way I was living anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've seen it happen in that way. I've also experienced it where it's been like society against me and I've been shut out of every single way I was doing things before that no longer aligned with who I was, my values, my belief systems, all of it, and having to walk the road, COVID's a perfect example of this, right? Having to walk the road of standing in your truth, but waking up to your truth because society puts it right in your face to see that you're not following the 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 mainstream way like you're not following the the collective mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know that I'm bringing up like different ways I know I've experienced these massive like waking up to a new level of myself but having to go through massive struggle to get there yeah yeah Raylan I, I know you've been through a lot <laughs> I have and you know, I can, t- I mean, I can tell you the story, one of the stories of, you know, that I went through when I had one of my, I mean, I've had several dark nights of the soul, but I was in my late twenties. And when this happened, I mean, when it actually manifested, but all my life, I mean, from a young child on, I always wanted to know, I always believed in God. I mean, what is God? And I found out just recently that that's my moth to flame. That's my existence that I live to know God. So I went to church one Easter Sunday and I was sitting in the back and all these people were around me and I'm thinking, Oh my God, this is happening. This, this, this holiday is happening all over the world and all these people know God, but I can't feel it. I'm thinking, what do they know that I do not? So that started it. That was the event that started it. So there was a year process of who is God? What is God? What does it feel like? What is it? I don't know it. I don't know it. So I was obsessed. I mean, I would listen to these evangelistic, um, these evangelistic ministers on TV, and I would put my hand on the TV and I think, oh, maybe if I just hold the television just right, I'll know God. <laughs> And oh my God, I mean, I I was just looking and looking and looking. I was looking all over, all over. So um, at that time, I started going to astrology seminars. So this was a whole year of deep depression because everybody knew God. All these people that went to church knew God, but I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel it within my soul. 
So I went to this astrology seminar and they there was a psychic there and someone said, he's really good. He's going to tell you who God is. Thinking, oh, great. It's great. So I go in there and this guy starts talking about who I'm going to meet and my financial gains and what love was going to come into my life. And I'm going, oh, my God, you have no idea what you're talking about. And I, in the middle of this session of this guy giving me these psychic reading, I leave the room and slam the door and I go to my room and I break down. I said, oh God, I'm never going to know God. I'm never going to know. So I get home. And I just surrender. I'm thinking, I, I, I guess I surrendered. I Whatever it was, I had a friend call me up and he said, did this psychic give you the reason? You know, did he give you the answer? I said, no. I said, I think I'm never going to find the answer. Sure enough, I hang up the phone and that's when they had landlines. And I turn around and this big energy comes in and strikes me. And all of a sudden, I know that God is everything. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's that simple. How can God be everything? And I said, it's the light and then it's the light. And, and I start jumping up and down because I realize that God is everything. And I finally feel it for the first time. And my son was very young. And I start jumping around the room and going, oh, my God, it's this simple. It's this simple. Because, Mom, stop, stop. But I was just so ecstatic. So that was my first night, dark night of the soul. And I've had several stories since then. But. That was one of them, but it, it lasted for a whole year and it was like, it didn't feel very good. So that's my story. One of my stories. Oh, well, I think a lot of people can relate to this wanting something. So feeling something that's absent and not knowing how to find it, get to it. Like that, there's like a desperation feeling that it hits like, oh, I'm never going to, it's never going to happen. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Is there a way to um, anticipate it? Prepare for it. <laughs> anticipate what? Anticipate it coming. Okay, this Friday, I'm going through my dark night of the soul. No, it's, 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 I put it in my book. Too late. <laughs> it hits it you. Down. It hits you so unexpectedly. Uh, and oh my gosh! Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. I mean, mine, mine are. I mean, that's that's intense because that's like you know desperation over a long period of time. Mine are, mine are, have been really, really intense. It usually involves dying, like either beloveds dying, yeah. multiple beloveds dying, or some part of me that I, that is just all of a sudden gone and I can't get it back. And there's a lot of grieving involved. Um, and actually I was getting educated on this at a young age. Uh, when I started doing yoga, the, the woman who I studied with came from an ashram of a fallen guru. And there was uh, many people who were called, they're called devotees, where they take a vow of poverty, they take all of their worldly possessions, a lot of them, you know, 401ks and retirements, you know, and give millions of dollars over to this establishment, to the guru, to support the cause, and then to find out that he's having um, sex with, with his some of his disciples was a crushing, crushing, crushing blow to them. And, uh, and all this story gets flushed out over the years that I studied with her until eventually she hosts the guru to come. And this is after he's gone through all the rehab of this stuff. I mean, he was disgraced. There's so many things that happen and he comes and he's still a profound 
meditator, teacher, all these things, but he lost, he, he, there was a whole system of yoga that, that he lost the rights to and, you know, all this stuff. So he comes and there's lots and lots of people. And when you know it, a lot of those devotees showed up, showed up. They wanted, it's like, they wanted to see him eye to eye, you know, and I can just see in these people that they were devastated and it took them, you know, so that was like five years gone by and they still needed some level of closure with it, you know? So these dark nights of the soul, they're, you know, that devastation is for real and it's not a quick fix, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not over till it's over. Unfortunately, no. we, and I mean, Ray Ellen, you're real lucky you got struck <laughs> and then it just like opened up. Right. Cause you know, sometimes people will go on for many years, many, many years like that and 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 you know turn to addictions or turn to some level of avoidance because they give up you know or health or their health starts to go down right the that was my piece yeah yeah and it's really frustrating to know that you're blind to something but you can't figure out how you're blinded to it that is so frustrating yes. this is part yeah this is partially why i love the work that we're doing in light body so much because we focus on blind spots oh yeah it's like yeah. And I just say, it's only a matter of time. Now that we see it, this is great. It's only a matter of time. Keep well, the best up. thing, what's well, the best thing about your teachings or the teachings here is that it kind of accelerates these blind spots because you have several people helping you see through them. I mean, yeah. that to me is great. Yeah. The benefit of community. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so if, um, cause you help facilitate with the spiritual awakening. Does that mean that everybody that is going through an awakening journey, which is a lot lately, will they all be going through a dark night of the soul? Are they, are those journeys complementary to each other? I have a I unique want, perspective on it. Yeah. Go ahead. I want to I, well, I want to say that no, not everybody, but it feels like, yeah, yeah I think everybody, <laughs> you know, there's no way of avoiding it. So really you just need to like, listen to other people's versions of their dark night of the soul. And it can maybe help give you a sense of uh, like, I can persevere. I can wake up another day. I can face another, you know, another um, walk through my life today. Maybe today will be the day that I wake up or maybe today uh, the realization will happen, or maybe today the lightning will strike. You know, it really just really helps to hear other people in what they've been going through. Cause we get the sense of we're not alone you know, and that helps. That really helps. Go ahead, Stacey. You said you had a, you yeah, well, in, in a sense that like, I don't necessarily feel like it has to be intense. And nice. I, and the, and the way I'm witnessing people and even my own self, the, these levels of awakening are subtle for some folks, you know, and I think it's because they're staying in a place of being open to what's presenting and so then the light bulb turns on and then they're gracefully working through the shifts in their life. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm noticing that more and more with me, I'm not having the levels of intensity as much anymore. I mean, there are times, you know, where you get whacked, but a lot of times it's, it just feels that it can be different and I'm witnessing it different for, for some folks. So this dark mm -hmm. night of the soul, automatically if you feel the frequency around it there is an energy of intensity oh this is gonna be a big one you know like there's there's a feeling in that 
but I'm, I feel like with the new paradigm and how we're shifting, it's going to show up very differently for people. There is going to be an awareness shift. And that means there are going to have to be uncomfortable shifts in your life that are going to happen as a result, because the path you're on, you're realizing is not your truth. And that can create again, discomfort and everything, but it, not for not everyone, it has to be like you're hitting a wall and you're falling apart and everything falls apart. And there's these massive things that happen, right? That's my, that's what I'm saying about the perspective piece. That's a good okay. I'd like to speak to that. Me too. So I'll let you speak, Laurel. <laughs> um, having just gone through a dark night of the soul, oh. um, you know, I, I lost my brother. Uh, I separated from my husband. I moved. Um, and, and that all would have, I think kind of what this speaks a bit to what you're saying, Stacey, is that years ago would have taken me completely out, like completely. But I feel like now after having, you know, worked on a lot of stuff, um, yes, there's grieving. Yes. There are days where you, you know, don't feel great. And um, however, the outcomes of all of that, I feel like it's all smoothed out really quickly mm. relative to how it could have, it would have dragged on for a long time. There would have been a lot of gnashing of teeth, not, not just of my own, but I feel like because I've done some work, the reflection of that around me is also less extreme. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So the, the acceptance level going along for everyone involved has been very smooth. I'm going to say, yes. I think that's what you're trying to say, right? Am I, yeah. Am when I, you're in your truth, touching? things kind of fall into place. Yeah. yeah so these like things saying, happen, you know, but, but they're yeah. not as traumatic as they, as they could be. Yes. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you're able to deal with it in a different way completely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But the way I, I would like to, that. The way I would like to respond to that is that, um, you know, I'm one of the older people here, and I think the veils were thicker back when I started going through things. And now that the, and it's the veils of our perception of the world and, and our enlightenment or whatever it is, how the world is, but I think it was much harder back when I first started doing it, and it is much easier now. It, 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 and um, I know you've talked about that, Christina, that um, the older star seeds, you know, they had to break through some of these these barriers that now these people coming in, they'll say, oh, well, this is it. And they just kind of work through it. But mm -hmm. and maybe I'm dramatic. I don't know. I mean, because I know my dark night of my souls have been pretty dramatic, but maybe that's the way I've had to experience it. Mm -hmm. I have my matter, my body matter was just um much more dense. Yeah, well, I think, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, the other thing is, I think we can now that we know about this, we can see the purpose behind what's happening. And we can yes. see what's going to be on the other side of it. So yes. I mean, whatever's on the other side of it is going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I'm experiencing that too. So um, so yeah. we're not triggered by what's presenting anymore, where we are okay, I'm noticing this is presenting. Okay, I get to hold space for this. Let's see how it work, How I work through this, right? Versus like, oh my God, the whole world's falling apart because 
you got slammed with something, right? Like right. there's no, yes. you're not triggered around it anymore. You know, there's a bigger reason for it. Yes, that that's like, yes, yes, because you're in different relationship to it now. In the beginning, you might go down those woe is me programs like, oh, you know, whatever. There's all kinds yeah. of programs that downward yes. spiral us and that downward spiral just like keep going right until you decide to stop. But um, once you've gone through it once or twice or seen other people go through it a few times, there it allows for a different perspective to be like, OK, this is something that really needs to get flushed out there's something that really needs my attention and and when you give it the attention that it needs like what you're saying laurel it can be very graceful if you're willing to say yes to your own truth even if you don't know what the truth is right now just knowing that you have a yes for it even if it's scathing that's the key that's the key to the whole thing it's like, all right, this really sucks. I hate every moment of this, but I say yes to my truth because that is going to set me, that's going to, you know, that's going to really be what sets me free. That's what's going to bring this grace and ease. You know, um, it is eluding me right now. I'm very frustrating, but inside my heart, I feel that yes, 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 yes. And just kind of like revisit that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, the intensities. I think it depends on what we're breaking through, you know, because I've done a lot of work too. And, you know, there is so much grace in my life, so much grace in my life, but there are still times when the intensity is pretty hardcore, you know? Um, I think I go through it much more quickly because I can like settle in and, and I have you guys and, you know, I have a community of people that I can, that can hold space so I can maybe talk some stuff out to help me get to, you know, land in a different place inside of myself in relationship to things. Cause that's also very helpful being able to talk things out, you know, with, with good space holders. Um, and in, cause in the act of speaking, I discover loops in my head that aren't the truth that, that when they're in my head, they feel like the truth. But when I say it out loud, it's like, Oh yeah, that doesn't feel right. I don't think that's the truth, <laughs> you know, and it requires a space holder for that, you know, um, so I don't know if you guys notice anything that helps you through it or helps you process, but th that's, that's one of the big pieces for me right now that I'm really grateful for. I find like the young kids, um, I, don't, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, if they go through it, but when I was a kid and certain circumstances would come up that would obliterate like the mainstream beliefs, it didn't phase me because it's, I find like the more curious you are, and the more you love adventure mm -hmm. with any kind of big pivot, I'll be like, oh, cool. I didn't know that. Okay, let's go see mm -hmm. type of attitude. But that oh, was when man. I was younger, before I took on all these programming and beliefs and got attached to the situations and outcomes. So I think that's yeah. another thing, your your attachment to things. So you bring up such a that's great exactly right. point. Yeah. I, I think about my two daughters, right? Mm. One, it come, lives life from a place of curiosity. Right you know, and inquisitiveness. The other is like really wants to stay in her shell, right? And the experiences they're having is very different. One is very much a homebody, has a very small, small environment that she goes to work, home, you know what I mean? And, and anything that gets gets stirred up, gets stirred up big and then goes into a depression or goes into a state, right? Mm -hmm. The other one 
deals with adversity every single freaking day and gets beat up at school, gets slammed what? at school. You know, not beat up, meaning meaning like she's dyslexic, right. ADHD. She's not in the program of like medicating and none of that, right? She has to deal with her hyperactive sensitivities every single day in school and has in, has challenges connecting with the peers who are, are are in a program, right? So there's all of that happening, but every day she's like showing up, feeling the feelings, expressing the feelings. She's like curious about how they're interacting. You know what I mean? There's just, it's just a very, it's very interesting. I think personality also has a lot yeah. to do with that, right? How mm-hmm. we're built. Because mm-hmm. I know very differently how I manage and get through something versus let's say how the way my husband did or the way my friends do and other family members, right? Like mm-hmm. my whole family has a history <laughs> of alcoholism, right? Like that's how they had to deal with all of this stuff. So there's, it's interesting. Uh, you bring up such a great point when you're, when you just are in a place of curiosity around it, but some people have that naturally and other people don't, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Einstein that said that curiosity is a form of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Sense. You know, yeah, I can't remember the exact quote, but that was the essence of it that, you know, uh, the key to um, extraordinary intelligence is is curiosity, something like that. I can't remember exactly how it goes. But when I read it, I was like, absolutely, because people who aren't curious, they stay in their little box. Yes. You know, star seeds, indigos, we're curious. And when, when we hear outlandish stuff like, Oh yeah, there's been ETs interacting with humanity for thousands of years. We're like, oh, thank God I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's happening to me. (laughs) Yeah, right? Right. Exactly, exactly. It's like, we don't have the big mind blown. Oh my God, am I insane? (laughs) You know, we don't have that. It's more like, oh, thank goodness I knew it. (laughs) That's why I see with this next coming few years, as things get revealed more, half the population will be like that. And then the other half will have like, breakdown yes yeah Yeah. well you know this is a narrative within the disclosure community about you know the reason why they're keeping um et knowledge secret is because they are trying to keep they don't trust humanity to go through their own dark night of the soul to face that you know their their beliefs about god you know and it's like well wait a minute it's coming you know yeah coming anyway (laughs) or they could decide that (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Who do yeah. who do they get to decide that? Yeah. And well, um, you know, this is also disclosure. So who knows how much is true and how yeah. much isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was um, oh God, a real famous scientist that said this. Um, I can't remember his name, but if it comes back to me, I'll say it. But he's really, really prolific in the in the disclosure movement, especially around the information with Mars. Um anyway, go ahead, Laurel. You were gonna jump in on something on that. Oh, I was just gonna say something about it, the accepting, accepting everything as it comes. And not mm-hmm. fighting against it. I mean, that's a huge, a huge tool. Um, because the more you fight against something, the harder it gets. Yes. So um, for me, that was a big part of it. Um, well, in, in the different dark nights of the soul, <laughs> um, is accepting, just accepting this is happening. It's yeah. not not happening. I'm yeah. not saying why is it, why is it happening? You know, because if that just keeps you in a loop. So just accepting what's what is for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Every step of the way. Yeah. If you break that, 
Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead, Stacey. Go ahead. If, if, if you break that down to physical pain, right? It's more painful if we if we are, you know, in that, ah, it hurts, it hurts, versus I'm breathing through it. I'm breathing through it, right? And you accept, mm-hmm. you surrender to the pain. I, I, you know, I think about it in that way, right? Like it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. 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 Well, you that acceptance can go so many directions. And another one that people um, sometimes overlook is to accept the fact that you're conflicted <laughs> about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's a big one because it's like uh, something's coming into our lives. Part of us a big yes, but part of us is a big no because we're really invested in what's about to die. <laughs> so accept that you're conflicted. Yeah. Probably oh, the first good. awareness to come in. <laughs> Well, a lot of people don't, they, they battle inside themselves. It's right. It's wrong. It's this, it's that. And it's like, okay, can it be all that? Can you accept mm-hmm. that it's all that? <laughs> or there's something wrong with me if I feel this way. Oh, that's a big one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Our feelings for, yeah. Yeah. Empaths really suffer from that too, being made wrong. And so they yeah. start to just make themselves wrong and invest in that because that's what keeps them safe. So when things when the dark night of soul happens, it's like a huge battle gets revealed inside. Can't and I tend to clam to up too. So, so they don't, they don't, because of exactly what you're saying, they don't share that with anyone. You know, they yeah. keep it to themselves and then oh. things just get darker. <laughs> it's darker. It does. It yeah. does. It's that's, you know, that's why I own community. Just, I mean, even if you just have one person that can hold that space, it's so important. So, so, so important. I mean, we're lucky we have, a whole group yes. of people extraordinary people amazing people yeah yeah so, yeah. so out of curiosity <laughs> what um what do you guys think is the connection between if there is any connection between the dark night of the soul and mental health oh totally oh. mental health is huge now and i don't know this is another whole debate i don't know if it's been around like that the same way or it's just increased in the past decade and yeah it's being normalized yeah. it's being normalized too remember it's being talked about too now yeah and people yeah. are talking more than they used to do about these things yeah. so they're not but keeping they're, it to go ahead yeah they're not keeping yeah but they're also making typical emotional conflict into a mental health label problem right yes. and which is absolutely ridiculous and i remember um i can't remember he was a sangoma um, Torme, I, I can't remember his name right now, but he came. He, he did a tour all through um, the U.S. and and he talked John about. John Lovely? No, no, no. Oh, um, this was different. many years ago. Um, Mela, 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 something Torme, something. I'm, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry that I'm manipulating his name. He's such an amazing man. But this is also granted 20 years ago. <laughs> but he said, you know, the worst place to be in the world with any kind of mental or emotional disorder or a problem is the West. The Western. It's the Western civilization because basic human connection heals so much of our inner inner turmoil that, you know, we here in the West, we're all um, uh, deprived. We're all very um, disconnected from ourselves and each other. And there's so many levels of disconnect that causes our disease. And rather than finding ways of reconnection, coming into tribal, you know, tribal acceptance, coming into, you know, having a community that really reminds you of who you are inside. Instead, we label and we treat with with drugs or psychotherapy that keeps you separate and secret and confidential and, you know, all this stuff. So you never really get to be seen and who you are. So you have no one to remind you who you are. 
you know, and, and that really solves most of the problems, mm -hmm. even, even extreme ones like bipolar and schizophrenia, you know, all this, I mean, he go, he went deep into it. It was amazing. Um, and actually Stacy telling the story reminds me of you and I, there's times when we're really, really bothered by something and, and in the conversation with each other, it's like, we got to remind each other who we really are and what's important, mm -hmm. you know? And it was just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you yes. so much, <laughs> you know, and, and that's the piece, you know, for me, this is my perspective on mental illness. I'm not a professional by any means. So, you know, take it for what it's worth, but that's, that's how I feel about it. I, I think you're so right on. I mean, I, I deal with this, you know, having teenagers in the house, right. And it is the thing. I remember when they were in middle school, my oldest was in middle school. Everyone was talking about suicide. Every, like the most, many of them attempted, right. It was the thing. Like yeah. to and, and not that I'm trying to de devalue it or demean it in any way. It was just the experience that these kids were going through of talking about it. And and what I noticed, and I had a I had a massive awakening last night with my youngest, my 15 year old, last night, where she had a breakdown, just really started crying, going into her experience. And this was the first time that all I did was hold space and say inside, I had, I projected, I see you, I see you, I see you. That was it. And she said, this was the best conversation I've ever had with you. I, I she's like, I felt seen. I felt heard. She was then listening. And I said, I'm not, may I ask for permission to help problem solve a little bit with you? I'm not going to fix this, but here are some, I can help you with solutions. The first time, no resistance around helping to find solutions to support her, her learning struggles, to support her social struggles, uh, all of the things, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like, I would say probably a year ago, I'd be like, fuck, I got to get her therapy, right? Like, fuck, I got to get her right on this. You know, I got to get this, you know, resolved right now. And I wasn't coming from that. I, her, She shifted completely. And now we have a plan with figuring out the right support she needs. She feels supported and loved and seen now. And that's all I did. That's mm -hmm. all I did. That's, a, that's actually a really good point, Stacey. Like how do you, how can parents support their starseeds going through a dark night of the soul without labeling them into mental illness? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a really good question. Yes. Very yes. good question. Yes, yes. Yeah. I have another story I want to share that's interesting. I have a dear friend who's transitioning from a male to a female right now and has has had a desire, a deep soul heart desire level to, to be a woman his entire life, her entire, I'm, I'm using her now, and didn't because there's religious programming, there's cultural programming, there was all the things that were getting in the way. Now in the 40s, they're transitioning. Once they received a medical diagnosis that was connected to, it's a gender, dis, I forgot what it's called, gender dysphoria. dysphoria. Yeah. That then made them feel, I can now come out. I got validation to come out from the, the medical, you know, establishment or whatever. But before that, this would secretly wear women's clothing and would would wear nail polish, like just all these different things. But now the whole me the whole mental health of of her has shifted to was you know really like medicated, doing all these things and this and that. 
to now shifting to I can I'm now being seen by people for what what I look like in the inside, what I feel like in the inside. And yeah. everything mm-hmm. is falling into place for this person because mm-hmm. they're finally being being seen. Life is like dramatically shifting with relationships, with abundance and things that are coming their way. This is a very, very controversial thing that you bring up, Stacey, really. Yeah. Because um, you know. Sex does not have to be binary, but because we are that way, people feel like they need to surgically alter themselves, chemically alter themselves. And that's unfortunate because for me, it's it's a huge conflict because now the person is permanently dependent upon pharmaceuticals, which I think is a curse. Yeah. Okay. Um, But if we, if we allowed for a third gender where people, you know, can be men that are women or women that are men without that level of, of, uh, you know, um, intervention, I think they could be at peace, you know, within themselves, they would have a a place in in the world that fits. Um, and, and the other thing that I'm adamantly insulted by as a infinite being in a bio suit is the, um, the gender reversal of, of the genitals, because that does the most amazing, extraordinary damage to the light body that I've ever seen, ever. I mean, and that includes sexually abused kids. I mean, kids that have been like, I can't even say it out loud, like atrocious stuff. It's like their light bodies are more intact than those that have had that surgery. And I just know this from the body work that I used to do. I used to work for a, a physical therapist that took insurance claims and people with car accidents and stuff like, would, you know, I'd work with them. And there was a few transgenders that came in. One of them had the surgery and I didn't think that person was going to live very long. It was, be, I mean, even beyond like with the accident and the pain that they're in, it's like, I had this feeling that they're going to take themselves out soon, you know? And um, it took me a while to process and digest all that, but it's, it's the, it's that it's, it's our system that we have. If we can be allowing for people to be free to express their gender, yes. however they are and, and ce- celebrate that and, and, and really appreciate that, <laughs> you know, that I, I believe that people would need to go to these enslavement systems to find their place. To, for I, me, I'm seeing a shift. I'm seeing a shift. I'm seeing a shift where, I want to present as something, but I still want the pleasure experiences that I have had as my gender at birth. I still want that. So they're presenting one way, but still having, you know, so I'm, I am seeing these shifts in how I even know one that's getting top, just creating breasts, but still wants to have the pleasure system of, of the original you know, so there's, there's different, there's, I think that's starting to shift from my world. I'm in a super progressive city. I'm in a super progressive populations and, and groups of people with lots of young people. That's the shifts I'm seeing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, but I understand it's like getting a hysterectomy, right? Then you're, you're taking a body part out of you that we have a dear sister who had the gallbladder removed and the, 
you know, getting the hysterectomy and all of it. Mm -hmm. And now there's, I find that offensive too. I mean, wow. Right. So it's just that limited to transgender stuff. A lot about the medical community. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, darling. I cut you off. But, but no, you know, we're, this is what it's all about. We, we gotta be in flow and we're in flow, but they, (laughs) but I do feel that being seen piece is significant and whether that's presenting as a certain way and, and, you know, in, I am seeing a dramatic shift in mental health when you get to fully express how you feel, you know, inside and whether there's surgery involved or not, like I am just all for being seen and being able to present your expression. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, uh, we each choose how we're going to what kind of bio suit we're going to occupy. So I think, you know, being seen and having um, a more expanded space for this, people can discover why they chose the suit that they're wearing. You know, why you chose the family that you're in, why, why you chose these circumstances that you're walking through these dark nights of the soul, even, you know, on some level we are, we've designed that into our, our path to wake us up to things, you know? So I feel like, I, I wish that was more in the conversation for for these pieces because I, I feel like that would bring a lot of peace to people if they really felt the truth inside of themselves where where they were at with that. Like I don't if that's I don't know if I'm saying it well, but hopefully yeah. But you bring up a key piece around we live in a very black, white, you know, um polarity world where okay, if you're not this gender, you have to be this gender. But the two spirit peace is such a part of our, of our core and humanity of what, where we come from Yeah, that you're right. That's a key piece to be bringing forward. The two spirits. Yes, yes, yes. And in some traditions, and I believe this is so in Chile that only two spirit men can ever get initiated into the shamanic traditions. Can you, you know, guys what, explain we, what that means? Just because I'm just yes, thinking we're going to know what that means. It's when you have a body of one sex, but you feel like you're another, you know, that's, that's the real simplified version. I don't know, Stacey, if you want to yeah. add into that. Yeah. And, and the, it is the highest, most honor place in a lot of indigenous cultures. You can be, you can, the, 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 they tend to be the most like worship. I don't know what the word is, but like honored, revered, maybe yeah. revered, you know, most the, some of the best medicine comes from two spirited people. Mm-hmm. So it is a, it is a shift in perspective that, that, it, yeah, that it well, would be important to bring forward. If you think about it, um, a person that is two spirited um, would be more inclusive. They would be able to be wise because they could understand, you know, the masculine way of thinking, the feminine way of thinking, and it's integrated within themselves. Uh, they can resonate either right. or. Yeah. And Bob, that's when Baba G wrote his book, he talked about this being two spirited. In fact, he uh-huh. actually claimed himself to be. Ah, interesting. Can you say more about that? Um, just the fact that he has a whole chapter about, um, you know, there's a part of him showing himself as a woman and then showing himself as a man. And, um, you know, and he said that, it, that he, he just, that's all I know. I can't talk more than that. But since you're bringing this up now, I understand the chapter more, you know, oh, so okay. 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 it's all inclusive. Yeah. It's being able to understand your, uh, it, it's kind of like the wholeness of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I had a friend for a while in when I lived in Ohio. <clears throat> she was clearly a man trapped in a woman's body. That's what it seemed like, you know. And uh, of course, she uh, grew over time and embraced being um, the, the the label of lesbian. But when you just see her, her arms, her hands, her face, it's like, you know, she could easily be a very attractive man, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, it took her, it was quite a journey to figure her place out in society. If I mean, I think by the time I met her, she had, she found it, you know, but it took her most her life. I mean, she was probably 40 when we met. So it took her most her life to figure out her place in the world where she could be, um, she was in peaceful relationship with, with society and with herself, you know? So there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot to, to those kinds of pieces, but you know, we have it within us to alkalize it, to find it. And I think that's the point, you know, how do we find, uh, you know, alkalize this transmute the, the, the pain and bring in the, the true, the truth of who we are in that and live in that. Which circles back to the dark night of the soul. Yep. I was it just is. Going to say, well, <laughs> the dark night of the soul. <laughs> I mean, the, the gender piece is obviously a result of that for many people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And yeah. you mentioned, Stacey, being seen is one of the main ways to help people going through that. And Christina, now you just brought up the important piece of, well, you can also go through it more smoothly if you embrace who you really are. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about that. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, no, all right. So, here's the thing many generations, we are a result of a lie being told through many, many generations. So, a lot of people don't know who they are. And that programming starts in the womb space. And then you're born, and then you're fed more lies. So, until, unless you have a really like something lined up in your Akasha for you to never lose sight of your truth, we get completely lost in the programming of who we're supposed to be, what the right thing is, you know, all this stuff. And we don't really know who we are. And I know this for a fact for myself, because there's so many times where I had an aversion to something that was actually in total alignment to my truth. One of the earliest pieces was, um, I was um, in my uh, exploring my my spiritual stuff, and I was really into meditation and yoga and chanting and mantras and all this stuff. And shamanic stuff started coming into my world. I'm like, oh no, I'm not a shaman. Eh. I don't resonate with shaman shamanic work. The I irony of that statement, right? <laughs> and I said that steadfastly for years, but then wouldn't you know it, <laughs> I I start doing. Um, prayers and meditations to bring the right teacher forward to me, you know, because I was running into one terrible example teacher after another. I was like, God, this is terrible. I really, you know, I want my real teacher. And of course, he was a shamanic guy, <laughs> you know, Alberto Violdo. In conjunction with Barbara Hanclaw, they both, male, female, it's very interesting. They both came into my path at the same time, both very powerful shamanic teachers. So, uh, so I go into that and then I realize, okay, yes, this is me. This is totally living, breathing, natural, right? And then I go into the healer path and then I'm in the healer path and I'm, and I'm taking all these trainings and I'm learning, learning, learning. And I keep getting put into these teaching positions, you know, and I'm just like, oh no, I am not a teacher. <laughs> I am not a teacher. I am a healer. That's what I do. And I really believe that full on hook, line and sinker until it just keeps coming, coming, coming until eventually I get cornered into a place where I have to stand up for my truth and really fight for it 
And when you know it, I realized, holy crap, I am a, I am a teacher, not because I want to be, it's just a natural thing in my energy, you, you know? So, so I know from my own personal experience, how committed we are to something that's not the truth of who we are <laughs> until, and that's what those dark nights of the souls do. They push us into those corners where we have to, it's, there is no denying it anymore, you know? And, and I'm telling you, I, I resisted the whole teacher piece because I, I, I still to this day don't really embrace teacher all the way because I'm more about example, way shower. I like that because way showing is just you are who you are and it just so happens inspires people or it just so happens to to open them up to things they aren't open to any before, you know. So 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 that's how I, I um, grapple with that. And the fact is, I don't like the examples of what a teacher is. So I'm just going to make up my own thing. Now that's my truth. Now I can actually do that because I'm staying true to me. And it's, yeah, so I don't know if you guys have examples of where you're embracing the exact opposite of who you were for a long time. Uh, that's mine. Oh, that's well, some of mine. I can just say that that's how I ended up in my body. Is um, <laughs> I was Sasquatch was knocking on my door. I love this story. I was like blown away. I was, it, things just kept happening. And it's like, wow, this is actually real. And I've been waiting for this my whole life. Um, but, but at the same time, I was deep into a, a Buddhist tradition, you know, and I was, I was working hard and doing a lot there. And, uh, but anyway, Sasquatch just came and blew that right out of the water for me. Um, you know, and going from that, to something so different but honestly there was almost no lag time between when I left and when I met Christina it's almost like they overlapped and but I was wondering what the heck am I going to do like I'm again like cut the anchors cut and I'm floating around in the ocean with all this stuff that's happening where am I going to take that how how am I going to I need some direction I need some guidance I need something and then um, I started watching Sasquatch videos and the conference in Chihuahua came up and I saw Christine. It was like, <gasps> it's just like, ding. Mm -hmm. and, and I, I started watching lunchtime chats and then I had a couple of sessions with her and then we, we met in Chihuahua after that. And once I, I mean, when I, then when I met her, it was like, that's it. <laughs> This yeah. lady could help me. Oh my gosh. It's like someone actually knows this stuff. Um, but uh, total, total, just having to drop that, that, that I've been in there for almost 20 years in, in that tradition. So to, to have something, and I was deep into it. It wasn't like I was just working on the surface. Like I was deep into it. And so um, to leave that was, the idea that I would ever leave that never came up before this. But the Sasquatch came out. I don't even remember what the question was anymore. <laughs> Sasquatch came in. It's about the opposite. That the opposite yes, was true of what you that's thought. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That was so, I mean, they're really, this is the opposite of, I mean, holy cow, what a different, I mean, there couldn't be anything more opposite than that. Mm -hmm. But um, feeling the truth, I mean, I could feel the truth in these beings you know, feeling that truth that just led me right. Well, I'm sure they, they brought me to Christina. There's no well, doubt about it in my mind. I'm sure your Buddhist practice 
helped teach you how to tune into your intuition. Oh, right. Yes. And we did a lot of that. Actually, we did a lot of esoteric type. When you're deep into it, you do a lot of esoteric type things. But there was always something that wasn't acknowledged. There was Mm -hmm. always something I knew was was functioning that wasn't acknowledged and wasn't even really accepted was that intuitive part, even though you're using it in a very confined way in, in a sort of a, here's how you're going to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but for me, my experience in those situations was so different than everyone else's. So when I would talk about my experiences and things would be happening and, and, and like, yeah, so like a lot of things would happen in, in my experience. And I would say, well, did this happen? You know, did, did, this is what happened to me. And everyone just clams up. <laughs> nope. Yeah. That's not okay. And so I just shut, started to shut down. Didn't talk to anybody. Um, but anyway, uh, so then coming here and, and this being what I actually do now, <laughs> it's just, it couldn't be more opposite. You know, it couldn't be more opposite. And I just feel so grateful to have a venue to be able to do that in where people accept that and have their own experiences of similar things, you know? Well, what I think about is the person who doesn't have, like you were in your intuition to know Sasquatch came. Okay. I, I, you know, there's something calling me to shift, right? Like you had that. I think about the people who are in the dark night of the soul that are like, They're in the resistance, right? They feel it's because of whatever, the external circumstance, right? Or the this or the that. How do we support those folks? What message do we bring forward for them that can help them to understand when you're in this, here are some things to do to start really being able to be yourself, to see your truth, to know your truth, because so many don't. That's tough if they're not willing to open up to it. Yes, exactly. If you don't have that curiosity, right? That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it comes yes. down to that. Yeah, and willingness. Yeah, mm-hmm. willingness. And being in the right place at the right time, um, you know, because they may be going through that, but you know, we just happen to plan to meet each other at one time in our lives, on all of our lives, you know, and we kind of fell together. You know, I think that you have to be willing to see it. Sometimes I think they see it, but don't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then there's that leap of faith that comes after that. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. that that willingness and, and that, well, it's almost something inside you that that won't let you not do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There like, you know. it's, yes. It's, mm-hmm. it's the itch that you, it just, it'll just keep getting itchier. Yep. <laughs> year exactly. after year, exactly. it gets stronger. It gets stronger. It gets yeah. Yes. Until, yes. until one day, that's it. You can't do anything about it. It's okay. This is happening. No, I love yeah. that quote. That reminds me of Christina's quote. What is that? You won't change unless the pain of not changing. Oh, that's actually an ancient Chinese proverb. I can't claim that. I have no claims on that one. Well, I heard it from you. (laughs) It is people, a lot of times people only change when the pain of not changing is more painful than the change itself. Yes. That That is so true. It's true. It is so true. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I wish I can claim that level of wisdom. No, 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 no. (laughs) Ancient, ancient Chinese. (laughs) Now, Ray, I'm going to put you on the spot here because... How can uh, the astrology of the soul 
help someone go through their dark night of the soul. It's it's an extra tool they can use to smooth out the bumpy ride, kind of. <laughs> well, actually, when I went Where through Where am I trigger the bumpy ride? Oh, you have to have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, when I went through the dark night of the soul, um, I went through a thing called the Saturn return. Ooh. And um, Saturn return is when you have astrologically you've developed your physical body your emotional body your mental body integrated that and then you wake up to is this who i'm going to be or am i going to go on my spiritual pilgrimage so mm -hmm. to speak so um astrologically if you're open to it it just talks about the cycle that you're in and it will give you an awareness of maybe going through a challenging time or going through a time. And if you're going through that challenging time, it gives you insight that maybe little avenues for you to make different choices or attract different people into your life. So it's all about harmonics. And, and you have to be open to astrology. You have to be open to, you know, going to someone who may be a guide to you to discover what cycles you're going through. Mm -hmm. I remember I had a conversation um, with a dear starshine. I was in, uh, in this other um, spiritual group. She was young, like maybe 21 or 22, something like that. And we had very deep conversations and I said, yeah, well, you know, this is, this is my pattern. I, I recognize this cycle. And she looks at me and she's like, I'm not old enough to know any of my patterns yet. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what patterns I have, <laughs> you know? And I was just like, you know who I'm talking about, Susie. Um, and I was just like, holy crap, <laughs> you know, like, wow. That's just like mind blow to not, to imagine not knowing what your cycles are. Now knowing yourself in the sense of cycles, I guess is the way to say it. Because when you have a sense of cycles, you you can, it's not that you're repeating the same old thing. It's not like you're stuck. It's like, you can see how you're in a place it's a little bit different than how it was before. And then it's a little bit more different than how it was before. So it's like, even though you're revisiting a similar energy, you can tell that you're in a different place with it. So there's like this sense of, oh, I'm growing. Even though I'm looking at this same old picture again, I'm growing. I'm, I'm a little bit different than I was before. Like it's with more refined. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. It's more refined. Yeah. I think because, oh. Yeah, no, no, ahead, no. I was gonna say I can attest to that because I'm going through that cycle right now. I was through I went through this cycle in 2004 and now it's another cycle. And now I have all this experience to experience it in a different way. So yeah, yeah. I think it's I think though that young people, I don't know, from my, I, I'm around them a lot, you know, like if they're in my house, right? Uh, they're constantly in reflection and they know their patterns and cycles and they talk about their patterns and cycles. And maybe it's because they're being raised by someone like me, where we have those conversations around their cycles and their, their patterns, but they're, they're in that mode of like, okay, I realize I do this year after year. I'm in this process. Mm -hmm. One thing I wanted to circle back to though, with you, Ray, is I know for me, when I got really into astrology, numerology and stuff, what it did is it took me outside, it took my ego outside of the whatever resistance or experiences I was having and got to see it from a different space to understand, okay, there's a bigger picture than just what I'm feeling right now. That it's, mm -hmm. this is like beyond my ego driver in the resistance of what's happening. 
So I love those tools like astrology because it gets you to understand a bigger picture and a bigger perspective of, okay, I'm getting slammed in this way. And it's not only just me sitting in my shit. It mm. is, there's a reason for it. There's something underneath that. And that helps me to then go underneath. Okay, this is stirring up this for me. This is what's really happening is I'm trying to pull up grief from whatever, you know? So yeah, I appreciate those tools. Yeah, yeah. And that shift of perspective can also help you get to asking yourself better questions that actually get you someplace different than before. Yes. That's, that's a really big piece. Because when you're always asking, I don't know, why me? That's not going to get you anywhere. No. <laughs> that just takes you down the, down, down the drain. Right, right, <laughs> right. But, yeah. yeah. And and these other things, these tools that you meant you were talking about, Stacey, like it gives you that, like you said, that perspective and you can start cultivating a different question to answer ask yourself and that's the key i'm finding it's the key that magic is in the question yes. and and you know you got the right question because it just opens you up opens you up and that's subtle mm -hmm. but very powerful that brings me to because we're talking about tools on how to smoothly try to get through your dark night of the soul but what role does energy healers play in that? Because I got caught up in, oh, I'm feeling the this this discomfort might be a it might be a, a dark night in the soul thing. But let me go to my energy healer and da, da, da. so it's almost like at what point do you say, you know what, no energy healer. I need to do this on my own without any help. Because uh, energy I, healers is like it's a good tool. I think That's a good energy I think a, a good question. energy healer gives you the seeds you need for you to unravel yes. right yes. like yes. the energy healer we unravel stuff but we're always teaching and also showing okay here's what you get to work on here's what's coming up you know that's the our approach to how we work with people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know we're not doing it for you yeah, yeah. and it's a combination yeah. it's a combination of you know the having the tools of astrology and then you're having your energy worker and then maybe deciding you want to change your diet or um or who you're associating with i mean it's it's a combination of all of those working together that opens you up to get insight to what you're working on right i would also i would also say that some energy healers Oh. Really accelerated ones can also accelerate your arrival yes. at the dark night of the soul. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, thank oh, you very much. I forgot about that. Yes. 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 <clears throat> and yes. to me, that's a great thing because there's no time wasted. Why waste time? <laughs> you know, rip off the band -aid. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I'm one of those rip the bandaid off fast kind of thing <laughs> people or take that dive off the cliff. But that that's my own nature. I imagine uh, there's others that prefer maybe a slower, a slower pace. Um, I'm my medicine is the path of fire and lightning. So that's, you know, very Just quick. Bring it, um, bring it on. Right. Because um, I feel like in this life, I'm not here to waste time. I've wasted lifetimes and I'm done. Yes. You yeah. know, but you have to be ready for it because I yes. had a client recently that we did. We've done a few sessions and she's owning she's owning her process. Right. To the point where our last session, she was out for a whole week. Her body completely shut down. She went to the hospital because she was worried. It got really bad. And what, what came up is she rode the wave. She rode the wave. She rode the wave. And she could have easily said, all right, this energy work fucked me up. 
that was it. I'm done. It, they cursed me or something happened, whatever, you know, I was taken over. She could have gone to all those places, but instead she kept on going deeper with the waves, deeper with the waves, deeper with the waves to realizing she was purging massive trauma out of her around, you know, around being, uh, being betrayed. And there was like massive stuff in this lifetime that she's had to go through plus many other lifetimes. And she is on the other side and she's a whole new person, whole mm-hmm. new person. So it Bravo. totally, I totally accelerated her dark Bravo. night of the soul. Yeah. And I was worried that she was going to check out. She was just going to be like in victim and be like, mm-hmm. no, I'm done. She fucked me up. Whatever that energy mm-hmm. work was, was, but no, she kept on showing up even more. And I kept on checking yeah. in, but she then had the tools to go into, okay, this is, what's rising up for me. And it was feeling the heartbreak and pain with what was happening. So I, you can, you will see people, we have all seen people who've run away, right. Who are like, so in the discomfort, they can't handle the discomfort. They can't be in the resistance. They can't see beyond the resistance that they just say, I call it sitting in your shit. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I've been swearing a lot. It's just who I am. Right. They're just sitting <laughs> in it and they stay in it. Right versus the people who are like, okay, there's something going on energetically that's beyond the experience I'm having, right? Whether it's physical or whatever. And I, maybe I need an energy worker to help me find the blind spot Mm -hmm. and they, an energy worker helps to unravel it, but we all know there's layers. Mm -hmm. And then you get to work on those layers. the, The ones that present, show me what's next. What's next. Yeah. 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 I, I feel, I totally feel you stay with that. And I feel like in my gut, I know, I know if they're going to show up and commit or not. And those are the ones I'm going to absolutely show up for. And if you're half in and half out, it's like, there's. A- oh, technical difficulties. And Stacy is, uh, oh, I did. <laughs> we lost you, Christina, but I, she brings up a good point and I'll just finish her thread, but cause we've heard her talk about this before that, you're willing to go all in. Christina, we lost you. Am I back? Yeah, now you're yes. you're good. Okay, go ahead. Keep the, No, no, you... no, you go for it. Um, I don't know where it dropped off. You're where willing dropped... to go, you're willing to show up for that client if they're if they're all in. Yes, you're I feel it in my gut. And if you're all in, I'm all in and we are in it, you know, full on and absolutely. And I think I feel like they feel that, I feel that, and we're in. Um, when you're half in half out, I'll, I'll tolerate that for a little bit. Cause a lot of times it's just our resistance to some, you know, our ego driver and fear or whatever. But you know, when it gets to the point where I have to hang myself out on a ledge, it's like, no, 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 no. You are here with me or we're not going here at all. And I will call them out. It's like, listen, you either, you either want this or you don't, I'm not your mom. You know, I'm not your dad. I'm not, you know, I'm your savior. You are in this with me or you're not own it now now you know and when i get so i'm infinitely patient until i'm not and people really feel it when they hit that wall and they either break down and cry for a while and wake up to themselves or they say yeah you're right i'm out (laughs) you know and for me and for our community it's better that they leave if they're not ready right and it's even better if they cry it out and they figure it out and then they show up because now they're like, it's full on. And and when you have a whole community having your back like that, it's powerful. It's powerful. It's so freaking potent. And and I mean, you guys are all nodding your head. You know exactly what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. <laughs> you know, I feel like we have that. 
we have that. We do. We yep. do. We do. But this is the, the, you know, this is the process of getting, of, of, of being in this group. It's like, you know, we have, we have your back until you decide you're not showing up for yourself and then we'll call you out for not showing up for yourself. And this is where that's your, what do you call Trace it, Stacey? Coming to Jesus moment. Yes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and and that's but that's why our group is so strong is because we each have that moment and some people it's just a little blip. Oh yeah, no problem. I'm in. And other people it's a major crisis. They have to cry about for a while, <laughs> you know, and find and soul search. So so but either way, um the choice gets made and that just makes our group all that more powerful, all that more strong for each other, you know. And, you know, we've had this guidance where, you know, you guys have known this in the light worker world that we need to keep getting together in groups. And that's always been a bit of an issue. Oh, boy. Shoo. Issue. Issue. <laughs> it's been an issue, but I know we're, we're being called in the new paradigm to, to show up, to yeah. show up in groups. Well, you grow up, that's Aquarian consciousness. So you take it back to astrology. Oh, it's group yeah. consciousness. Yes. Yes. And I feel like we've successfully hit the nail on the head of yes, what it looks have. like yes. at the community level. Yeah. I feel that through my whole body when you say it. Yeah. So is it possible then? Well, yeah, it is possible. I just answered my own question. Um, for a group of people going through the dark night of the soul to um, proceed with it at the same pace, if there's a group? Oh, it's so much faster and easier with a group. Oh, yes. By yourself. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And, and explain why is that? Well, we you, touched. Oh, go ahead, Ray. Go no, ahead. I'm just gonna. I was gonna go back to that scene because you have people that have been through it. You have people that see who see you. They they have experience. So some people are farther ahead. Some people are behind. But it's like we're all helping each other through. I mean, that's what I think. Guess that's why I'm seeing it. But now you can go on, Christina. Yeah, well, you have people who can really see you. You have people that you can really talk to. Yeah. You have people that are very, very clear, sincere, honest reflections. The truth is the big piece here. It's like when you are in a community of people that just suffer, 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 when you're sharing your shit, they all just join you. They commiserate rather than holding a clear, clean space, right? Mm -hmm. That yes. clear, clean space is like priceless. It is so priceless. And then you have, honest reflection, honest feedback. And then you have a group of people, which really, this is this is what's intimidating, but also very awesome, is when you have a group of people tracking you while you share what it is you're sharing, you know, because when it's one person having a data set that really hits you hard, but then when you have multiple people sharing da data sets that are all um, kind of like uh, aligning with the same kind of thing. Now, you know, you're really onto something. It's not just someone's lens that it's not just someone's distortion in their lens. You have multiple views of the same thing. And that helps you just because it's energetically truth. It helps you get right through that, that blind spot, if you're willing to accept it, you know? So as soon as that yes is there, it's like, whoosh, and you can shatter through something in a single lab, even, you know, uh, uh, versus if you're by yourself, you know, it's, it's so hard because you don't have that reflection. You don't, you don't have that space to talk it out. You don't have people tracking you. You don't have, you know, there's all these, you don't have the support. You don't have people who really see you and love you and appreciate you and honor you and respect you. I mean, 
that's huge. And, and I was going to say, basically, I, all you have is that loop that yeah. you get into. Yeah. And you just keep going over and over and over it. Yeah. Yeah. The loop. Yeah. And you don't know your blind spots. Other people can see them. You know, yeah. a lot of times we don't see for ourselves. So they can target something that you just don't even realize, you know, in yourself. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, I was like, so I've done a lot of work and I'm honest with myself, I'd like to think, but there's times when I get triggered, you know, a couple weeks, three weeks, several weeks ago, I was like, I was like lit. I mean, you guys have never seen me like this. I was so lit. I was just like, F this, F that. <laughs> and, and I knew it was, I was not in my character with my truth, you know, but at the same time I was in full on expression of like, what the fuck, you know? So I call Stacy up and I'm like, oh, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> And she's like, well, you know, Christina, this is a pattern. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it makes such a difference to have that one person that can see you. Yes, yes. Well, it also helped me loosen my grip because I was so emotionally like, because it it hit some pieces that I was really like stances that I've had, like a strong Mm -hmm. stance. And it was really railing against the stance. And she helped me show, she helped give me that perspective where I was just like, Okay. Yes, you're right. I I see that. This is a pattern. This is a piece right there. Yes, I see that too. Thank you. <laughs> you know. And she, and, and you know, this is the intimidating part. She was speaking the hard truth to yeah, say out loud. Good stuff. But because she was so committed, and that's our relationship, and this is how we our friendships really build. Yeah. We're so committed to the truth, that's more important than caretaking each other. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. And you've done the same thing for me. Yes. And it, it stabs yes. me in the heart at times, but it's like, got it. Got it. I know where to go from here. Got it. Yeah. It wakes us up. Yeah. Um, and and if we're not trying to be mean in any way. It's no. compassionate truth. It's like, like, honey, I love you. I love you. I love yeah. you. This is what I'm seeing. Yes. You know? And then, then, yeah, and this is exactly why you're calling. <laughs> like, I can say this to you. <laughs> if you don't want the real truth, go to someone else. Because you, know right. you know where to go to. For, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. If you want to sit in it and just stir in it and just bitch and moan and be righteous and everyone sucks and this and that, you can go to someone else. Because right, right, right. Not here, not, <laughs> no, not in our not space. Right. Not in our space. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's true, but the, the truth sets you free. Because you know the truth and you know when people, and, and if you want somebody to commiserate with you, you know, you'll call someone up to do that. But if you really do want the truth, this, it really does set you free. All of a sudden it releases. It's it's amazing. Well, in this particular situation with Stacy, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have been available for the absolutely astounding, miraculous events that followed. I mean... This is like life-changing events that followed, you know? So mm-hmm. if I didn't have that, I could have just like left, left. Yeah. <laughs> like I was about to. <laughs> and um, since she, you know, showed up in the way that she did, I was able to show up for myself in the way that I needed to for these major breakthroughs to happen. So. Well, and you did the exact same thing for me where I was at uh, traveling. I was in a situation way outside of my comfort zone, triggered the fuck out of me every single day my daughter was in a in massive experience too being triggered and you 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 did that coming to jesus in that space that i was in and you said you're not showing up for yourself you are not showing up 
And I know the way that you want to, your heart desires to. And that just like shifted the whole rest of the conference that we were at, the rest of the experience we were at. And it was, it was exactly what I needed to hear because I was just sitting in it and stirring in it and stirring in it. So it was the, you did the exact same thing for me pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah. See, group effort. It's a group effort. <laughs> yeah. Going back to the wisdom of the Sangoma, we need our tribe. We need our people to keep us on track. It's not a solo game. It's a group game. Absolutely. So let's um, bring this back around to the ways that people are going through their dark night of the souls and what can help them. So far, we've got community being seen, tools such as, I'll call it astrology of the soul, however you want to look at that. It could also be soul or no. What's that term? Starseed astrology. What other ways um, as we start wrapping up in this next 10, 15 minutes? That you, brought a, you brought a perfect one forward around being in a space of curiosity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. Forgot about. <laughs> I really forgot about that. Like what's on the other side? Yeah. What's on the yeah. other side? Yeah. Yeah. And understanding this yeah. process is taking me somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's funny. That... My cousins always thought, you're so gullible. You're so gullible. It's like, I am. But no, well, I, I'm, I'm just curious. You're just curious. Well, I think we're in a time period right now where um, all of humanity is going to the dark night of its soul. Hmm. Because each of us are individually are going through it in our own way. But if you just look about the last couple of years of what's been going on, I think that people are going through really deep questioning within themselves of what is true within themselves. And of course, you know, you can reflect the into the media, which is not the um, ideal source of information, or you can seek out other sources of information that sometimes are banned from you reaching out to them so i think humanity right now is is, is it's like a group of people are going through the the dark night of the soul as well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i hate to say it but that is one of the the blessings of having a catastrophe event is it forces yes. mass people yes to wake up mm -hmm. yeah it's really amazing how catastrophe rallies humanity it mm -hmm. really is amazing um, you know, I, I would like to throw in one more tool because it's such a powerful force in our lives and it's so potent on the energetic and spiritual. And that is forgiveness, mm. the willingness to forgive. Um, now, I don't mean forced forgiveness, ego forgiveness, because that doesn't do anything besides make you wrong. It's like deep in your heart space, you truly have a sense of compassion and you want to forgive yourself for the things you've done, you know, the, the ways you've acted. There's so, I mean, there's a list here, but that spirit of forgiveness is when done in the truth uh, of who you are is a superpower to dissolving a lot of these things that keep us locked up and blind. Um, and that, that would be the piece I would add in. Uh, and we have actually on our channel, we have a free forgiveness practice that we offer to everybody. If you want to look at it, you can. And that's how to bring yourself into a space of forgiveness that has an impact throughout the Akasha. So it's a, like a multidimensional forgiveness practice. It's not just, you know, hey, mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's, it's way beyond that. Way, way, way beyond that. And uh, so it's on the uh, Lightbody YouTube channel. 
um, under videos, I'm assuming. Yes. Not yes. lunchtime chats. Mm -mm. Okay. No. Perfect. No. It's, it's called forgiveness practice. That's all it's called. <laughs> cool. And yeah, I don't know if you guys have any experiences with that that you want to share. That'll be a whole like, other. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that's exactly. a whole other what, podcast there. We should take note of that. Yeah. Now there is that that really popular one. The whole I can never pronounce it. Oh, oh pono pono. Oh yes, yes. yes. I highly recommend does, that. That's great. Yes. Okay. How does yours differ from that? Just so people can understand. Um, well, Hono Pono Pono can be sung in a song, which is really powerful because that helps people really get in touch with some grace inside, you know. Um, so if you're in a more mainstream kind of mindset, Ho'o Pono Pono, maybe you may be better off with that because it also has a lot of deep, deep roots and ancestry and uh, in a good, in the you know, it has ancient roots and it's held still by by elders to this day. Right. So the, just the song and the vibration is very potent. Um, I would say for Starseeds Indigos, um, the practice that we have is really great because it opens these doorways of being in, in presence for discovery. You know, and it really um, brings you into a step by step process on how to open up those multidimensional doorways with your intentions. And for Starseed, that, that's going to rock your world. Open up these levels, <laughs> you know, um, and then, then of course, it walks you through a process of of forgiveness, and of course, everything can be embellished. However, um, but for for indigo star seeds, I think it's really important to understand how to purposefully and intense and intentionally open up these multidimensional spaces within yourself, so you can work at these levels on your own, which is simply your with inner circle magic. Um, and that's a whole nother <laughs> uh, mouthful yes. there, the difference between outer circle and inner circle magic. But uh, just to summarize that in, in light body, that's what we solely focus on is inner circle magic, how to bring these, these pieces into transformation by simply our own space that we hold inside of ourselves and our intentions. That's it. And the gist. <laughs> <laughs> and I was waiting for more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I don't want, cause that, that's a big, huge rabbit hole we could go it is, into. It is. Um, maybe, maybe I can say it another way too. So in the historic progression of consciousness on this planet, we have a story of a fall of consciousness and that is the fall of Atlantis. Okay. Atlantis shows to us just how dangerous outer circle magic can be and that is having access to processes and um uh impactful um ways of interacting with the universe without having the level of consciousness to meet it so that's that's um that's why there's so many stories of the fall of consciousness with atlantis they they abuse technology they abuse this they went against nature you know what i mean we have all these different facets of the story um but then when you go into the lumerian levels of consciousness they were solely inner circle magic and that is never can be abused because you have to be at the matching level of consciousness in order to have access to those realms to those uh capacities you see, so um, 
and the, as the story goes, Atlantis waged war with Lemuria and that led to the Lemurian Holocaust and then led to the installation of the polarity grids of the Atlantean of the Atlantean storyline. So um, just to give a little background and feel in your body what's going on, those listening to this video, what's happening when I say these pieces, uh, because this is a huge tell for you that you have the capacity to meet these multidimensional levels within yourself, right? So um I teach some really potent stuff. We all teach really potent stuff. And other people that I know have come on the path had major fear about creating beings that could be dark lords, creating beings that could be abusive to this, to these, you know, with these pieces. But because we focus on that inner circle magic only, you can abuse it because if it's not the truth, it's not going to work period. <laughs> There's no risk, risk of, of, of that, that um, versus, you know, people who go into the different magical traditions, you know, like say, I don't know, wizardry, sorcery, Wicca, you know, they have all these methodologies, but not the maturity spiritually to utilize them you know, with integrity. I mean, I'm not saying everybody, but I'm just saying it's, there's a lot of abuse out there because of the lack of maturity. So, um, Wow, I totally got off on a tangent there, but uh, so, that, so that's that's why we focus on the inner circle magic, and this is why we have so many interdimensional allies like the Sasquatch, like the Fey Realm, like the different elemental beings. It's like they are allies with us because we are truly in alignment with tr tr the truth of uh, the cosmic nature of things, you know, and and that's all that's that's what fuels inner circle magic is being in alignment with cosmic truth. Um. Yeah, I guess that's all there is to, to that's to the way to summarize that. Well, if you want to know more about the inner circle magic, you either have to tune into lunchtime chats. I'm just going to plug it in right now. <laughs> Every Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we'll touch upon that in future future podcasts. Or you can just check lightbodyacademy.com and start at Lightbody 101. Let's start there. Yes, yes. Or if you're a dreamer, <laughs> the Dreamtime Healing Project. That one's, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Plugging it everywhere. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, until the next time, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Beth.